Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the 13th episode of the Couples Develop podcast. We are so happy you're here today. As always, my name is Bridget, and I am a marriage student. I'm here with Justin, my boyfriend, who's a financial planner, and we are just so excited you're here to join us to talk more about personal development topics as they relate to our own lives individually and our relationships and how we can just grow and have exceptional lives and relationships. So thanks for being here today. Yes, thanks, everybody. We took like a mini hiatus, but we are back for the 13th episode. Yeah, family stuff got there, and because I discovered the secret to life. <laughs> wow. Well, you know, you guys will all have to stay tuned to see if Justin will um, share the secret of life with us in this podcast. Yeah, we'll we'll see if there's any wisdom that comes out. But yeah, it's good to be back on talking with you. And well, I mean, we talk every day, Bridget. So <laughs> <laughs> no, we only talk on the podcast. Oh, that could be quite the the Hallmark dating movie of two random strangers meet on a podcast where only their voices and that would be like honestly anyone listening to this like who has connections to Hallmark or like like I don't know like what TV channel does like the Bachelor type um, shows but I feel like they would jump on this idea so well I know my mom better my mom's a, market my mom's person and she was like oh I can just picture someone enters the wrong zoom meeting (laughs) she yeah she's very connected she'd be able to tell us if um the hallmark has used this um this plot before but I would think not all righty well Justin we have quite the topic today would you like to um kind of give our listeners an explanation and uh, just kind of what's been on uh, your mind and then what we've talked about lately? I thought this was a timely topic. This is something that I'm kind of going through in my own life right now. Uh, But I'll back up here for a second. And my book recommendation for this week is for, for, for people who really want to achieve a specific goal they have in their life is to read Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Now, it's a very popular book, uh, but for those who haven't heard of it, I'll give you a little bit of a summary. Basically, it talks about how if you know what you want in life, so if you know what your goal is, and if you have a burning desire to achieve it, and you're taking actionable steps, and it's a thought that just is a burning desire of yours, so you're constantly thinking about it, that your brain, your mind will give you ideas on how to get to where you want to go or how to achieve it. And personally, so far in my life, there's been a number of goals where I, I feel that, so these, they call these principles uh, that I have seen them work in action, that it's, you need to have some sort of belief and faith and trust, but it's rooted in real actionable steps. So it's not just la di da di da like, oh, everything just happens, but there's real action that you have to take to make these things happen. Uh, but so what I wanted to talk about was this burning desire and of, of the goal that you have. So whether that's to find a relationship that you really like or to be, you know, uh, financially compensated well or anything that you can think of that you have a burning desire on, 
these principles could be at work. But what the one thing this book does not talk about is really your mentality for going after your goal. And what I mean by that is picture two trees, okay? For example, that if two trees, you know, you have tree A and tree B, if the goal is to for each tree to grow as strong and tall and, you know, thick as possible, certain things have to happen, right? There has to be adequate water. There has to be adequate sunlight. There can't be really excess of anything because if there's too much water or if the soil is too bad, uh, one tree may grow more than the other. So if you think about it like that, think of the trees as your mentality that if you're going after your goal and you have a thought process of I'm currently in lack or I'm, ne I'm needing this, I'm, I'm desperate, I am not thankful for what I have right now, I am so worried, I'm so concerned, I don't know how anything's going to happen in life, I, I think I'm going to sh stay short forever, I'm using it from a tree perspective. Um, your roots of, of how you're growing are really not ideal from a life perspective because they're, it's generally negative. However, if your thought process and going after your goal, let's just say both, like I said, both trees have, have the goal of growing as strong, tall as possible. Take tree B. If you have roots that are rooted in how thankful you are for where you are right now and that you're going to do everything you can obviously a, a tree uh, <laughs> can't do much outside of its control but if you're a person that you're going to do as much as you can to grow as much as you can so you will read extra books you will reach out to extra people you will talk to smarter people to expand your iq you know that you do everything in your power that basically makes you a smarter individual to, today than you were yesterday. But you're thankful for exactly where you are along the lines of those journeys. And you're all being okay with whatever happens to you. All of a sudden, those are two completely separate trees, two completely separate mindsets. And in life, we'll give two completely different results. Uh, this is just something I wanted to bring up because it's been going on in my mind of a goal that I'm really actively working towards. And I realized when I was first starting going down a goal that I had, at first I was rooted in tree A. And I recognized that this is a lot of negative stuff and I don't want to think like this. And so what I'm getting at is you have the choice to be able to think about uh, how you want to go after your goal. Because it's one thing to have a goal, but if you know what you want, then it's how you go about that goal, how you think about it, that really can help increase the probabilities of getting what you want. But then also just, if you don't get what you want, you won't have any regrets that, look, you did everything you could and whatever happens, happens. And I think in life, that's such just a, uh, such a more powerful way to go through it rather than with all the negative connotations like having fear and worry and neediness, desperation, who wants to live like that? But I think a reality is a lot of people do because it can be a default mindset, but if you have the awareness to uh, 
know that you're thinking like that, you can change it. So long-winded way, I would read the book, but also just be mindful of what your desire is rooted in. If it's rooted in lack, you're most likely going to create more lack in your life. But if it's rooted in thankfulness for where you already are, even if your current situation isn't ideal, um, that will at least give you a lot different perspective. So long-winded way of saying, I really like the book, but just understand, I think there is another level to the book. And so uh, I think it's so applicable to relationships as well. What do you have to say about that, Bridget? I think that was an excellent synopsis. And yeah, I, I couldn't agree more with you that I do think that oftentimes, you know, we do have two competing mindsets in our brains, right? Like we, um, and, and that's, you know, from like a, a therapist and like a psychology perspective, like that is what the research says, but of course I won't go into that, but you know, it is just really as simple as like, there could be like two trees growing in your mind and it's just like, which one, like you're feeding, like, which one are you giving nourishment and sunlight and attention to? Um, you know, like, like, um, from like a, a therapy perspective, like marriage and family therapy, when we have clients who, um, you know, just talk about like, like negative beliefs and just like, like negative things about themselves that keep coming up. Like, um, something my supervisor, I'm something my supervisor said this week that really resonated with me was like, sometimes the goal isn't really to like completely get rid of the negative thoughts. Sometimes the goal is to like acknowledge them, but not give them the power that you're so used to giving them. Um, and so I think that that's a whole nother thing too, is that like, you know, it, it, to not, I think it's, it's really easy to like get caught up in like, Oh, like, why am I having this negative belief or like, or like, why am I operating from a place of lack or like, why do I feel like I'm not good enough? Like whatever that means to you. Um, but oftentimes like, even as you're on this journey of life, like those things are still going to come up no matter like, like how, how confident you are, how, how many books you read, how many people you talk to, how many things you are still going to have like bad days. You are at least still going to have days when like that other tree is being a little louder in your mind. But I, I think the goal rather than, you know, completely eliminating that is to just exactly what Justin said, give nourishment, give attention, give sunlight, give, um, do attention to that, that right tree or, or, or that tree that that's positive And that's operating from a place of confidence and, um, you know, contentment and just excitement and value and who you already are and who you're going to become or like, what you want your goal to be. Um, so yeah, I think it's always a process. And, and I think that um, something that Justin talked about with me when he kind of brought this up to me this week, and we were chatting about it was that you can be, um, you know, really excellent um, in this area in one area of your life. So like, for example, maybe like, you know, you know, career development, or like professional development, you know, maybe that's an area of your life that you are really you know, you have that right tree mindset, so to speak, that positive mindset, but then maybe on something else, like, like relationships, um, you know, if you're a single person or if your relationship isn't exactly going the way that you had hoped it was, maybe you have more of that left tree, more of that like negative tree mentality. And I think the beauty of this idea is that, you know, we have the power to change that in an instant. It's not easy, but it's, it's simple. In, in an aspect, you know, the, the idea is there, you know, it, it's what we're giving our attention to. It's what we're telling ourselves. It's, it's the actions and the steps that we're taking daily, even when we don't feel like it, even when, um, you know, we, we feel stressed or, 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 or we're, um, you know, tempted to like think a different way or do something that would be maladaptive to our goal. Um, and so, yeah, I think that, um, 
that's just, you know, it, it can apply to our lives individually and it, it can also apply to our lives in relationships that, um, you know, when things aren't going right in our own lives or in our relationships, we do have the power to change them or at least to, we can't change other people, but we can change ourselves. Um, we, we can, we can change the ways that, you know, we're living our lives. We can change the way that, um, we're thinking, we can change the way we're reacting to people and reacting to things. We can, you know, come from a place of contentment and peace versus like reactivity and, um, like, like aggression or feelings of not being good enough or not being content. Um, so I, I do, I think this idea, like Justin said, is really applicable to personal goals and to relationships and just to every area of your life. And it's never like, yep, I've made it. Like I have that right tree, positive mentality all the time. Like, no, like, like there are days that, you know, aren't so positive. There are days that are more positive. There's, um, you know, situations, areas of our life that, that we're more apt to think more positively in versus areas of our life that we're more apt to thinking more negatively in. Um, but it's always a journey and it's always a process. And it's always that getting more comfortable with saying like, yep, negative thought, like I see you, I hear you, but I'm not going to let you ruin my day. I'm not going to let you um, you know, you'll give me anxiety about this goal. I'm going to notice that that thought's there, but I'm not going to give it any more attention than like, oh, hey there, how you doing? Like, I'm going to move on and keep achieving my goal and keep knowing that I'm content and I have value and I'm confident in where I'm going. And if something's not working, I'll address that and change my direction or change my focus. But that doesn't mean that, you know, I'm bad or, or I'm, I'm wrong. It just means that as just you just need a bit of a change of direction it doesn't have to completely derail that's, you that's great especially hearing it from the therapist yeah. perspective um i mean you said a lot of great things there i want to be uh conscious so I'll, I'll i'll give just two examples on how i've seen this because i think you know it's one thing to talk about you know mind mindset or what you're rooted in uh, especially if you're kind of oblivious to it because no one ever there's no one Bridget, I highly doubt that uh, someone comes into your office and says, yeah, you know, I, from talking to this podcast, yeah, I'm operating with the left tree mindset or I'm operating in a right tree mindset. No one's aware of that. You know, it, it's right. just, if yeah. generally there's a theme of those types of thoughts, but I'll just give you an example in real life of what I've experienced with kind of what I shared earlier, that if your desire is rooted in neediness and desperation. So when I was uh, in high school, I was uh, a sophomore on the varsity baseball team and all I wanted to do was get a hit and I, and to have a high batting average. And I wanted to do it so bad that, but it was rooted out of neediness and desperation and, and of lack of doubting my, my current abilities that I felt uptight. I felt stressed. I couldn't actually react to baseball pitches as good as normally as I could because of all the pressure I was putting myself. As a result, the goal that I wanted, I just basically kept pushing it down the road. Um, and I was doing bad because of that. Uh -huh. And baseball is such a mental sport that your mentality makes such a huge difference. And then later in that season, I got hurt and it gave me some time off and it gave me the perspective that I needed and it changed me. And it, my future perspective was that, look, hey, I'm just, I go to the batting cages every day. I put in so much time and practice. I just trust my ability. And, and no matter what happens, happens. Nothing changed in my swing between the, you know, these, in, between these two different mindsets, but how I was able to react to pitches and how I was able to respond to being okay with any outcome 
made all the difference in the world. And, you know, I ended up becoming, you know, you know, first team all conference from that. But so that's just a simple example of how with if you really want something, but it's rooted in the wrong things, you're just going to keep pushing your end goal away from you because life's not you're not going to be in a state to be able to accept the thing that you want if you're always in a place of lack. So that's my quick example on that. But I think we've hit on this topic a lot. And I, and I would just encourage any listeners, think of something that you have always wanted in your life. And were there times where things came really easy to you? Or were there things that you felt like, I keep, that keeps, I keep pushing that thing away, but I really want it. That just kind of make a, a, a chart, or as I shared with Bridget this week, a diagram of kind of comparing your thought processes and, and how you're going about that goal. If you notice that you're worried or you're feeling lack or that you're uptight and stressed, most likely that's you're operating from a less than ideal outcome state. And chances are, if you have always gotten what you wanted, you're operating in more of a free flowing that you're okay with any outcome, but you also have a lot of trust and confidence that everything's going to work itself out for you because of the effort that you're doing. So, okay. How about listener questions, Bridget? Absolutely. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yes, we have one email today. It is from Susan, and I will read it. Susan says, John and I have been dating for some time, and I'm really thinking it is time for us to move to the next level in our relationship, which in my mind, that means talking about marriage and a future together. I do see a future with him, but I'm conflicted because I can never be 100% sure I am choosing the right person. I think I am as we get along very well and have an authentic and trusting relationship in which we are always open and have communicated about all the important topics, in my opinion. I believe marriage is challenging and no matter who you are with, but no matter who you are with, but at the same time, I struggle with knowing if John is really the right person. I believe he is, but I like to be truly certain on things before I make a decision and can't seem to get there yet. How do I know if John is the one? Oh, man. That's you, Bridget. <laughs> you always say well, that I this is you with the listener question. The marriage and family therapist. Um, this is I, a dating question. I, I, I suppose, I suppose I have a couple of immediate thoughts, so I'll, I'll get us started and I would love to hear your input as well. Um, upon reading this email, the first thing that came to me was I read a book, I'll link it in the show notes and I'll link the other resources we talked about in the show notes as well. So you guys can, um, look them up and, um, you know, you know, just see what we're talking about. But anyways, this book is called the meaning of marriage and it's by Tim Keller. And um, it was a quote that he said that really resonated with me is you never marry the right person. And reading that, I was kind of like, what do you mean? Like, what does that mean? Um, and, and I thought his explanation was really well. He said that, um, you know, his his stand, his standing behind that was that regardless of who you're with, marriage and are challenging just as relationships are challenging. Like, like no matter, you know, if, if you're dating you know, hopefully you're dating someone you love or, or wanting to marry someone you love. But even in that, you know, people are people and, and you're two individuals coming together with two different lives, two different paths, two different, um, you know, you know, just ways of doing things. And, and when you're in a relationship and then even more so when you're married, like that becomes more and more meshed. And so regardless, you know, disagreements come up, conflicts come up and not that they necessarily have to be like, 
you know, screaming, um, you know, intense arguments. Some people do fight that way. And that's honestly completely normal. That's that is definitely like a, a conflict style that that does work for couples if you both are on the same page with that truly um, from the research. But anyways, um, you know, relationships are challenging, marriage is challenging, and, and you will have disagreements and arguments in a, in, a, in an imperfect um, relationship and marriage, regardless of who that's with. So I think sometimes, you know, as people, we can put a lot of pressure on ourselves, you know, to choose the right person or, or to make sure you're dating the right person or to make sure you're marrying the right person. And of course, it is very important, especially on like a personal and relational development podcast that we talk about, you know, you, you should be with someone I would think if you're listening to this podcast, that is making you a better person that uh, that's making that's helping you grow more and more into the person that you desire to be that you were created to be. And I, I think that, you know, we talked po- a few podcasts ago about like the five people, you're most like the five people you're around and just the people you surround yourself with the ideas, the thoughts you surround yourself with that that is who you become and, and who you knew you get your ideas from. So I would think that someone as close to you as um, a um, a partner or, or a spouse, you know, would be, of course, one of those people that's really influencing you. So one thing I thought about is, I'm sorry, Susan, I, I can't share with you, um, you know, that who it, who is the one or, or how you really know if a person is the one. But one thing that um, I found really helpful and, and just, you know, thinking about is, you know, think about, um, is he helping you? Is John helping you? And I know that seems really simple, but I mean, really what it comes down to as a good place to start for me is, is he motivating, encouraging, supporting you to be the very best version of yourself? And if, is he challenging you to grow? Um, are, are, are both of you in your relationship growing to be better people, whatever that looks like to you t- together? And I know that, like I said, I know that seems like it could be a little bit too easy of a prompt to consider, but I do really think that's a good place to start. Cause I think especially from, a personal and relational development perspective, you know, we do want to be better people. And, and I think that our relationships are no different. So in my opinion, in my humble opinion, that's where I would start is just, you know, it more times than not, are you guys growing together and motivating each other to be better? Are you guys good influences on each other? Again, whatever that looks like to you. And, and are you happy with, um, you know, just, your relationship and, and, and the future that you see together and the goals you guys have, are, are, are they, are, are they together or, or are they separate? And, and that is a place that I think would be good to start. Um, yes. Do you have any My thoughts on thought that, Justin? Would be, I have always gone to a trusted source for all my big ticket questions in life. There's this thing called a magic eight ball where you can ask it any question and give it a shake. And sometimes it'll give you the answer you're looking for. Um, but in all, in all seriousness, I mean, that, no. That wasn't in all seriousness. I gave to... up on the eight ball oh, okay, after okay. It, it gave me some bad advice earlier in my life. But, uh, but <laughs> I mean, I just have a, I am not qualified to ask this or answer this question, but my only, I would answer her question with a question of how do you feel after every date with, with him? How do you feel that you have grown as a person while dating him? Do you feel that your morals and values are in line? Do you, do you, have you had difficult conversations on bigger 
life topics like kids or finances or which sport teams you're going to raise kids or root for as a family. Um, so if, if you have and if you have and um, all those questions about you asking yourself, you know, seem in line and, and in a way, you know, you can kind of, I'll stop there. I'm, I'm not qualified. I, I like asking questions with a question for something like this. So. You are very, you are very qualified. Your yes, your opinion was valuable. And I loved your point, Justin, just about like the morals and values piece too, you know, cause that all ties into it also. Um, you know, regardless, you are going to have some disagreements, but you know, what are kind of, we've talked about this on the podcast before too, but just like in a relationship, like what are some non-negotiables? Like for some people, um, I think it was um, a, a topic of leftovers several, several podcasts ago. And to some people, someone would think like, oh, you know, left lo- leftovers, of course I eat leftovers. That's awesome. I love that. And someone's like, no, like new meal every day, can't do leftovers, whatever. And like for some people, like that wouldn't be a big deal. But for other people, it would be a bigger deal. And Justin brought up a couple other important things like, you know, finances, kids, course, leftovers is a little bit of a trivial topic. But, you know, just to ensure that, you, you know, two people are, of course, going to have differences, but are those differences something you guys can live with? Um, and also, I mean, I just thought I'd add to that just an encouragement to for Susan to share these feelings and worries with John and to just, you know, talk about it with him. I, she shared in her email that um, she has that they that she believes that they do have an open, authentic and trusting relationship and that they have talked about a lot of important topics. And I think that's really incredible. And I think that that shows a lot to the strength of your relationship. And so in my opinion, I always feel very grateful when for someone that I'm in a relationship with, whether it be Justin or a friend or a family member, when they bring up hard things and discussions, because even though those conversations, of course, are uncomfortable and difficult, um, you know, we all know that they're important to have. And, And it shows me that that person is really thinking about me and thinking about our relationship and wanting it to be the very best that it can be. Um, so I always leave those conversations, even though they're challenging, like I'm feeling more close and have grown more in my relationship with them. Um, so, you know, equal excitement and um, just fears and worries are totally normal for this, you know, for, for a relationship. And, and when you think about your future with someone, and of course, some a decision as huge as sharing a future with someone and, and getting married with them, if, if that's what you see for a future together. Uh, so both those things are really normal. And I think just talking about them as a couple really, really helps gain some clarity and really helps make the conversation less uncomfortable. And then that, you know, just shows both partners that you're going at it with, you know, hey, I care about you and I see a future with you. And I, and I want to make sure we talk about this and give this attention so that, you know, we're setting ourselves up for success and that you and both, both have clarity in this area. So, yes, laughing this is very important. And then if all else well, fails, Bridget, you get me, uh, you you grab my attention when you're talking about your relationship. Yeah, whether it's with Justin or my sister or, or my parents or brother. At first, I thought you're gonna say, oh, whether it's with you, Justin, or or some different guy in the future, or another guy in the future. From there, I was like, what? Jeez, holy moly! <laughs> Magic 8-Ball, did it going wrong to me again? Absolutely not. Nope. 
who knows maybe you know like I feel like most of our audience is me you know relationship as in like romantic partners um but there's also relationship with friends we want to make better also relationships with family members lots of relationships in our lives that have hard conversations but I'm sorry that <laughs> that um I'm glad well, that did not go it's in good the that we do have an open thinking. relationship because this past week on our date you did share that if uh if a baby deer that you thought was so cute and adorable would ask you on a date you you would consider you know picking him over me oh I did that's what I should have added a, the yeah. deer relationships cute little, that people cute might little have deer named basil you named <laughs> yes we are, if you want to email us at couplesdevelop um, at gmail.com to let us know if Basil is a cute name for an animal. Bridget like an loves baby discussion. deer. Let us know. We came I across three of them in a park the, the other day or a couple of weeks Very ago, cute. and she's like, she grabbed my arm. Oh, could we adopt them? And you didn't say no. I just want to remind you that you did not say no. <laughs> But all right. Well, that is all I have, Justin. Um, anything no, else? That you is it. It's good add? to be back on air, and we'll be back next week. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in. As always, you can reach Justin and I at couplesdevelop at gmail.com with any uh, questions, comments, um, you know, things you guys are interested uh, that you want to talk about on the podcast. We'd love to hear your suggestions. Um, And we will pick it up again with a next episode in a week or so. So thanks for tuning in and hope you guys enjoy the rest of your weekend if you're listening to this in real time or whatever day it is when you choose to listen. Take care, everybody.